You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team our city this is why we play this is who we do it for take it back for tickets go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS and greetings from Minute Maid Park where today the Houston Astros open up a four-game series against the Chicago White Sox start of a 10-game homestand for the Astros after a five-and-one road trip that ended with a loss yesterday in Boston 4-3. Carlos Correa, a two-run homer. Josh Reddick, a couple of doubles as the Astros saw their win streak end at 10 games. Taking on a White Sox team and dropped two of their last three games, including a loss yesterday to the Blue Jays 5-2 in Chicago. Astros 31-16, first in the AOS, eight and a half games ahead of the Angels, while the White Sox are 21-24. and They're third in the AL Central, eight and a half behind Minnesota. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Well, the Astros going with Brad Peacock getting an extra day's rest as he and Wade Miley getting flip-flopped in the rotation. Had a really good start the last time he pitched at home against Kansas City. Struggled a little bit his last time Monday in Detroit but still got a win. Yeah, remember the thing with Brad Peacock two starts ago he, he broke out the windup for the mm-hmm. first time had new mechanics and and then the last start, he was a little off rhythm with those mechanics. So well, we'll just see if it starts to feel more natural for Brad now pitching out of the windup, taking his hands over his head. So there's a lot of moving parts to, to really gain your rhythm and get comfortable without having to think about it. Uh, he's very good pitcher. He's always going to keep you in the ball game, even without his best stuff his last game, still kept him in the game. Meanwhile, the White Sox basically going with a bullpen day. And the first pitcher he's going to go is Ryan Burr, right-hander, making just his ninth big league appearance. It's going to be his first start as a professional. Yeah, he's got his hands full, though, right? Yeah. I mean, Josh Reddick's at the top with Springer out of the lineup, and it doesn't get any easier from there. Reddick's has had a, a great comeback season for the Astros and then uh, the rest of the way I mean you're going through the nine hole right now for the Astros and, and without much of a break at all so uh, Burr and company are going to have their hands full. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals and all models official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well the Astros without Aledmes Diaz as he's dealing with the hamstring injury sounds like he could be back tomorrow without George Springer as he works his way back from the the back stiffness that forced him to leave yesterday's game in Boston so you need other guys to step up and for the most part we've seen that from this Astros ball club hopefully it will continue yeah you get Tony Kemp uh, out there and he's always going to give you an offensive spark Uh, he played second base coming up through the minors and, and in college things like that and uh, he's the next man up right now for the Astros. The only thing about all this indecision with some of these players is that you have a really short bench right yeah. now. So hopefully nobody goes down during the course of the game. Yeah, backup catcher Max Stassi, the only healthy player right. on the Astros bench coming into play tonight. Coming up next, we'll chat with A.J. Hinch in the manager show presented by Waste Management. And a little later, we'll chat with Max Stassi. Now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that good Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. 
Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Cropper Bach this season. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. Well, welcome back to Astro Launch, everybody. This is Steve Sparks, and I'm with A.J. Hinch in the office before this four-game series with the White Sox. And I guess we'll just kind of go through the obligatory uh, injury list right now in George Springer coming out of the game yesterday. A.J., uh, what have you heard? It sounds like it's decent news. Yeah, he's, he's doing okay. I mean, he's, he was sore at the beginning of the day, which is not uncommon. It's, we're approaching Memorial Day in June when, when guys are going to be sore now until the end of the, the playoffs. And, and uh, yesterday was a little worse for him. He woke up a little stiff and never really loosened up. He took some awkward swings. We all saw it. And then, um, you know, he fought to stay in the game and give him another at bat, and, and it just continued to be – uh, a very mediocre feeling for him, so we took him out of the game. The results today of, of seeing the doctor are good. Um, he he's going to be day to day. They don't think it's anything significant, other than they need to allow his back to to settle down. We've all had a sore back in our days, and, and we know what that feels like. And we'll see when he can play. He'll he'll be back in there. And it sounds like Aledmis Diaz is getting closer. Yeah, Diaz ran to go through his workout and 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 is is close to returning. We hope to see him this uh, this series as early as tomorrow and. Um, which is good for us, you know. His it, it scared us in, in the in the fact that he's been playing really well. He's been playing a lot. He he didn't feel good running the bases, but I think he caught it early. And a couple of days of treatment's gone a long way. And the one person of those three that's on the injury list is Jose Altuve, and it sounds like a, a rehab assignment right around the corner. Yeah, I hope so. He's going to do some baseball stuff early in this series, and then once he feels you know good enough to go out and play, we'd, we'd like him to get a couple games in. Um, in double A AA or triple A, we'll see where it, where it is. But it's important for him to to get some in game confidence that he can play freely and not feel guarded. We you know, we don't want him to come back there and, and and be guarded and not run hard or not uh, not feel like he can move on defense. So a couple of games in the minors will uh, will get him back in our lineup. I'm always interested to see how you go through your roster construction. And with Springer out today, you decide to put Reddick at the top. What do you like about Reddick at the top? Well, he's swinging the bat really well. One of our better hitters, uh, specifically against right-handed pitching, I like his swing approach. We're back in our home ballpark. He's been going oppo quite a bit. Um, they're starting an opener, one of their one of their right-handed relievers. So I can I can put Reddick in at the top of the order and um, and get a good at bat. You know, obviously Bregman is right behind them and Brantley, and it falls right into place. So Reddick's very versatile. He's um, he's probably going to hit in every single slot in the order at some point during the year, which is which is very rare. But um, I like his at bats. I like his approach. The two oppo hits yesterday against Chris Sale tells me he's going to stay with that approach, um, and that could pay dividends in our park against these guys tonight. And that approach is so good against lefties. He's been he's been fantastic staying in there, hasn't he? Yeah, I told him I was like, you keep doing this, you're going to walk yourself <laughs> right into a start against every lefty. And, yeah. and uh, if he can hit Sale, he can hit anybody. But the 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 bat. Bats have been really good for him, and and I like how he stayed with it. You know, we're approaching two months into the season, and he hasn't wavered, and that's a good sign. In the six hole tonight, your catcher Robinson Torinos, and uh, we know from just playing him that he's always had that good pull power. But we're starting to see some good power going the other way now. Yeah, I don't think he he doesn't feel like he has to generate a lot of pull power here. I think he gets rewarded for that. He hit the ball out of the stadium, pulling the ball, so he knows he can he can pull the ball. But this this field will reward you for hitting hitting the balls hard to both sides of the, of the field. And 
Um, he's a good low ball hitter, and this is a low ball pitching staff, so it's going to be an interesting matchup for him over the next four games. That, uh, But he doesn't have to try to create power. The pull power is there almost for everybody. Uh, getting his direction back towards the middle, he's hit a couple opposite field homers, um, has, has really made him a threat from pole to pole. Tyler White, he's your DH batting seventh today. He's swinging the bat much better. This road trip was good for him. Yeah, a little bit better, and, and it's it's nice. You know, and he comes up with big hits. The other day, the, the the guys gave him the player of the game after the win in Boston. He got a couple hits. He really had the knockout punch in the game in Boston, where we, we jumped out with a five run first. That that double that he hit uh, down the right field line when the reliever came in was a was a huge step for for him. And it was nice that he can contribute. You know, there's been a lot of talk about a lack of power for him and not. Um, not producing at the DH position. I've, I've started moving the DH around. Um, I like that he's fighting for some playing time. He's going to get an opportunity now with our roster beat up a little bit. It's important for him to keep putting up good at-bats. Last thing, Marisnik's batting ninth today. That's been kind of a magical spot. They had a 12-game hitting streak snapped in yesterday's ball game, and Marisnik's been a big part of that. Yeah, I think he and Kemp were fighting me for who's going to hit ninth today. That's like a, that's like a gift for yeah. – uh, I feel like whoever hits down there is going to do well and set the table for the top of the order. So – uh, Marisnik wins out today, and and you know when you get that production from Kemp or Marisnik, and when Chirinos is hitting eighth, and Diaz was hitting down there a little yeah. bit, um, we're a completely different lineup. I mean, obviously we know the middle of our order is going to produce more nights than not. Um, when that pitcher lets up at the bottom of the order, and you run into Jake, and um, he hits the homer in Detroit, he hits the big base hit down the line to start the rally in in Boston, um, he can spark us from the bottom. Four games with the White Sox. Good, good luck tonight. Thank you, Sparky. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Astros catcher Max Stassi. Got the start. Got to catch Corbin Martin. Got a couple of hits. And always has to feel good when you're able to contribute, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's the number one thing. You know, contribute to a win. And, and uh, you know, it was awesome to be a part of that. What sort of things have you done to try and stay sharp, stay ready, being a, a guy who doesn't get as many at-bats as some others? Um, you know, it's just it just goes into the work in the cage and, you know, batting practice and just focusing on the little things, you know, and, and just learning, too. I mean, you can learn a lot when you're on the bench and, you know, just going from there and, and uh, yeah, just going out every single day, approaching it the same, you know, whether you're in lineup or not and, and uh, giving it your best effort. I know Tony Kemp has said that you guys, you, Tyler White, guys who have been on the bench much of the year, kind of help each other out and support each other. That has to help, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, we uh, – you know, we've got our own little click there that, you know, one of us usually pops in there, you know, every other day or so. And, and uh, you know, we're always pulling pulling really hard for, for one another. Now tell me about Corbin Martin. You've caught his first two big league starts. was really good in, in his debut against the Rangers last Sunday. Struggled a little, a little bit in the start on Saturday uh, against the against the Red Sox. What have you seen from him so far? Uh, I've seen, you know, his, his composure out there I think is really mm-hmm. good. Um, you know, obviously he didn't have his best stuff against uh, – against Boston but you know his his ability to you know make some in-game adjustments he got better as the game went on it kind of came and went but Mm -hmm. you know for a young guy to come up here and and you know throw on that stage and and uh, not have his stuff early on and then kind of um, you know settle in there was pretty impressive so he's going to be he's going to be just fine here and uh, like I've said before I think he's going to pitch here for a long time. I think it was 32 pitches in that first inning against Boston, but still managed to get into the fifth inning. How much pride do you take as a catcher helping a guy navigate through something like that? I mean, to me, that's everything. You know, trying to, you know, help your pitchers navigate, um, you know, good stuff, bad stuff. It doesn't matter. You know, you got to help them and be there for them and kind of know what, what is um, – What's clicked for them that day? Some t- some days you just need to complete, you know, abandon what what kind of your game plan was originally to, to try to get right. your get your starter in the, into the game deep. So it's uh 
It's a lot of fun. I assume you caught Martin in spring training. I can't remember, but I'm assuming you did. How much did that that experience help going into the regular season? Oh, it helped a lot. You know, just kind of knowing the movement on his pitches, you know, the breaking balls, the change-ups, uh, his fastball, can he elevate, pitch down. So it's, uh, it's a big thing, you know. So it uh, definitely helped. When you work with a pitcher for the first time, do you ever quiz him a little bit, ask him, hey, what do you like to throw when you're in trouble? What do you like to throw on certain counts? Or do you prefer to just kind of figure out by feel over time? Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a big thing to have that communication and, you know, hey, what do you like to do here? You know, you fall behind or, hey, how do you how do you approach lefties? Um, you know, what is your fastball? Like, what do you do to set it up for your off speed? You know, pitching up, pitching down. So it's a uh, it's definitely, you know, an ongoing relationship and just always talking to, to pitchers and seeing what seeing what they like to do. Now, Robinson Chirinos isn't the first veteran catcher that you've worked with. Of course, Brian McCann was here the, the last few years. How much does it help having his knowledge? And, I mean, every catcher does things a little differently, brings a little little different perspective. Absolutely. I, I love both those guys. You know, BMAC, you know, he holds a special place in my heart, and so does Robbie. You know, they're both incredible guys. First and foremost, they're selfless, selfless people. Um, they commit themselves every day to serving the pitchers and doing whatever they can do to help them out. Um, the work ethic that Robbie and, and BMAC have shown me with what it takes, you know, at this level has been priceless. You know, they're just, you know, top-notch guys. And Robbie's walking by me right now, so I got good things to say about him. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's fun to be a part of it and, you know, pick pick his brain each and every day. It's been an absolute blast. You know, I'm very uh, thankful to, you know, be in this situation with him. Max Stassi, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.